Walmart Plus members save on meeting up with friends. Save on having them over for dinner with free delivery with no hidden fees or markups. That's groceries plus napkins plus that vegetable chopper to make things a bit easier. Plus, members save on gas to go meet them in their neck of the woods. Plus, when you're ready for the ultimate sign of friendship, start a show together with your included Paramount Plus subscription. Walmart Plus members save on this plus so much more. Start a 30-day free trial at walmartplus.com. Paramount Plus, a central plan only. Separate registration required. See Walmart Plus terms and conditions. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot. We charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Subscribe to the Hit That Line Podcast Network. Brought to you by Breeden RV Center. Breeden RV Center. Family owned and operated. A no pressure laid back atmosphere and always home of the free maintenance for life. Today, so I'm here. We're going to have coverage from Atlanta. DQ's back in the studio and uh, we are ready to go here on a Wednesday afternoon here on Ruskin and Zach on ESPN Arkansas and on HitThatLine.com. So, I got a question for you, and uh, you can text us, and we'll uh, try and get some calls in here as well. It's a very busy soundbite day. It's a very busy interview day. So texting is probably the best way to get a hold of us today at 866-285-4005. And so that's the best way to get your comment in the queue, and we'll read those as we go along throughout the program. Not quite as in real time as we normally do when there's two of us, but we'll get to the comments as they accumulate in the text machine. So I was going to ask you a question. I'll ask it now. Arkansas football today, taking the stage, SEC media days in Atlanta, Sam Pittman, Jalen Catalan. You'll hear from K.J. Jefferson coming up here in about 20 minutes. And Bumper Pool was there as well. So here's a question, and this is one of our Bud Anderson poll questions today. Is Arkansas hunting? Are they the hunter still? Or do they have a target on their back now? Are they the hunted in the SEC West? Are they one of the fortunate few that people are circling as a win they need to do whatever they want to do, win the West, get a bowl game? I think we would all agree that they're not going to, this has been said many times, this is not any breaking news here, they're not going to sneak up on anybody this year. And if they do, shame on that team and that coaching staff. There's no surprises here. They know what this is. They know that they're going to hit you in the mouth, and you may not be right after that game for a week or two because of the physical nature of how Arkansas football exists currently. So... The question is, is Arkansas still in hunting mode? Are they still trying to, you know, KJ puts it as, uh, as take the next step. Or are they a team that people are taking more seriously? Is not the right way to put it, but they're just, they're more aware. They're more aware of what an Arkansas win can do for whatever they are trying to accomplish. It's pretty interesting 
because they haven't won the division yet. But they've won nine games. And by the way, the division's not going to exist in a few years anyway. So they've probably got three more years to win a division before there isn't a division to win in the SEC anymore, if you listen to Greg Sankey's comments from earlier in the week at SEC Media Days. So not a division winner yet, but definitely on the radar. Nine wins. Bowl game win over a brand-name program. They didn't beat Louisiana Lafayette in a bowl game. They beat Penn State out of the Big Ten. And the bowl win is so crucial. I know people talk about bowl practices all the time, and I rebuff at that from time to time because I think it is a little bit overstated by the mainstream media because the mainstream media really doesn't know what they're talking about most of the time. But the bowl win is more important than the practices because the bowl win ignites seven or eight months of unadulterated bliss in this state, with this fan base, with that program. And it can't be replicated if they lose the bowl game. It's just not the same. So the bowl win was as big as the bowl practices that people love to uh, laud over time and time again in the months of December usually. So the bowl win ignites the offseason. People are aware of what Sam Pittman's doing here and what Barry Odom and, and what these players are. I know KJ doesn't end up on everybody, or as Tony Barnhart calls him, AJ. Um, I know he doesn't end up on these quote-unquote top five lists. People know this. The people that need to know know this guy can play and that this offense is explosive at times. They know Barry Odom can coach up a defense that is not necessarily the most talented. And last year, this is an interesting year for Odom, too, to kind of veer off topic here for a moment, because they had some dudes the last couple of years on that defense. Not as many this year, at least on paper. Things can change as players get confidence and develop through the season. But right now, how many pros are on the field if they, on, against Cincinnati? We know Catalan, maybe another, maybe a couple more. Last few years, there have been some guys on that defensive side of the ball that, are, that could play some football. So is Arkansas in hunting mode, or are they, are they the ones that people are paying a little extra close attention to nowadays? 866-285-4005 is the phone number. You can text us. 866-285-4005. So um, that's what we'll get to, and we're going to hear from K.J. Jefferson coming up here in a few minutes on Ruskin and Zach. Other stuff going on at Media Days. You know, it's, it's hard for me on Arkansas Media Days, on, on Arkansas Day at SEC Media Days, to get kind of a broad picture of what's going on because – We've got all of this, these Arkansas elements that we want to bring to you because we know that's your favorite team, obviously. So tomorrow is Jimbo Day. That's going to be interesting. It's also going to be doubly interesting because Texas A&M's um, one of their representatives, Ania Smith, a wide receiver, was supposed to be at SEC Media Days. He's been suspended because he was arrested this morning. I say, you know what? You want to punish Ania Smith? Make him go to SEC Media Days. 
make him face the firing squad that is the SEC media after a screw-up like this. That's what I would have done. I wouldn't have suspended him because this is what a and going to do. They'll suspend him. He'll miss. Let me pull up the schedule here. Our A&M's first game, he'll miss half of the Sam Houston State game, and that'll be it. If you want a real penalty, make him come to Atlanta tomorrow. Make him face the questions. Make him have to apologize for letting the school and his teammates down. That's what I would do. A&M's not going to do that, though. They're going to, um, they're going to suspend him, which they've done, and he's not going to go. So I guess A&M will have two player representatives tomorrow in Atlanta at the uh, SEC media days. But isn't the greatest penalty of all shame? Send him. Let him, uh, let him answer for, um, for his mistake. It's a mistake. We know that. Every, and college kids mess up all the time. And he certainly didn't kill anybody. But it's just a thought I had. We do this thing the same way, kind of thoughtlessly in college football. Arrest, suspension, on and on and on. Maybe there's another way to do this that would be more impactful, at least publicly, that you are doing something about this. I don't know. Our partners at Bet Online continue to be the number one source for all of your betting needs and sports information. Find all of the latest odds, news, and sports developments, including Major League Baseball, the latest fighting news, and even next season's early NFL futures. With training camp right around the corner, Bet Online has opened up odds for team wins, division futures, and of course, the Super Bowl. Head to the website or use your mobile device to sign up today to receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. Just use the promo code BLEAV, that's B L E A V, to get the bonus and get into the action. Bet Online, where the game starts. All right, we continue with uh, coverage of SEC Media Days presented by. Our Vest Bank, and for more live from Atlanta, we bring in Drew Barrett, the co-host of Halftime with Phil Elson every day from 11 to 1 here on ESPN Arkansas. Reverend Drew, good afternoon. Good afternoon, Derek. How are you doing today? I'm doing great. Uh, what's the uh, what's the lay of the land? What's the scene in Atlanta right now? Well, right now everything's about to die down. Most people are packing up their stuff, covering up the tables as the parties. They are about to begin, and I, I believe me and uh, me and the brand, Mr. Richardson, we're going to be hitting up about three of them here, starting about a half an hour. So three, tonight is th- the night where we're. we're I'm going to get tied to have a beer on a weekday. I know, I know, <laughs> it's going to get wild. Three parties tonight at SEC Media Days. Wow. Yeah, I mean, uh, Ty keeps telling me that this was a work trip, and. As soon as he says, makes the W sound and works, I, I don't hear the rest of the word. I hear trip, and what I think is whiskey trip, because that, that's what I've been doing. And I think I thought I was joking. My, one of my main goals, not only to, to meet a lot of people, make connections, you know, give the best content that we possibly can to all of our great listeners, but my main goal, well, maybe not main goal, but one of the main goals was to see how much, uh, how much I can drink on the SEC's dime and I feel like I've done a good job. <laughs> they got an open bar at some of these events? Uh, uh, open bar at all of them. <laughs> Come on. Wow. If it's, if, if it's free, it's for me, Derek. I don't, I don't pay. I hear you. I, I hear you uh, on that one. Wow. I mean, the, uh, the league is a uh, – it must be nice to have all that TV money because I mean, they're, they're opening up the bar to a bunch of media people. That is a, 
that's an expensive proposition right there. <laughs> well, I think I think I messed up, and I might have ruined it for everybody because we had the mixer on Monday for about an hour and a half, and I just I saw they were they were serving liquor, and you know I had me about four double bourbons, and then I get to the media event that uh, yesterday, and it's only beer and wine. So coincidence that I drank yeah. them under the table, I guess, on Monday or not, you know. But it, it, it's been a fun time, and it's it's been great to interact and, and see so many uh, media legends and all these great coaches and players. It, it it truly has been one of the best weeks of my life. Drew, uh, give us, uh, as far as day three goes, Arkansas Day, what are some takeaways uh, you have from uh, hearing everything and, uh, and, and everything that's gone on today? Well, takeaways for Arkansas here on day three uh, has been just how much of a of a love affest, I think a lot of the SEC media is starting to have for Arkansas. You know, I, I thought, asked uh, Coach Pippen in the press conference, you know, he talked about earlier that, you know, he likes being an underdog. Somebody asked, has Arkansas arrived? And he said, no, 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 kind of chuckled a bit and says that they're underdogs. That's how they like to be. That's the mentality they like to be. So I followed that up and I asked him, I said, well, Coach, you know, this is a complete 360 of where you were last year, where you were your first year. I mean, obviously not in SEC media days due to COVID, but you were picked to finish last in the final two years, and now there's people talking about you, your team finishing second. Does I mean, how does that feel? And he, he kind of just rambled on, gave, gave some coach speech about, you know, we don't really think about what other people think about us. If, if that's what we're concentrating on, then – then I'm doing my job job wrong, and he definitely doesn't want to do his job wrong. But you talk to a lot of people, and they are really high on the Hawks this year, and, and, and truly so. And I think it all starts with K.J. Jefferson. He had a pretty big media following uh, when he was doing his interviews uh, in the main stage area. And just the complete complete 180, I mean, from last year, from sound bites that you – that we've heard, that you heard last year when Ty was in Birmingham, you know, can they improve off of 3-7? You know, can they get to 6-6? Six and six? Can they maybe, you know, get above 500? To now, the question is, can they pass 9-4? and four? Can they get to double-digit wins? And I think a lot of people around here feel very good about Arkansas' chances. Yeah, a lot of people here that have been texting uh, today at 866-285-4005 are pretty excited uh, about that as well. That is something that is, as, as someone who, um, as Ty loves to point out, who's, as someone who's been around a while like I have, I've noticed that the, the minute that, you know, I call it kind of the grocery store effect. When, it, when you can't go to the grocery store as a Razorback coach with everybody congratulating you all the time, to be able to ignore that and still have that same, you know, attitude about uh, about preparation and, and not and avoiding the mm-hmm. prop your feet up syndrome that's the challenge of this job in this state because this is the only thing it's Arkansas football and when you're great people love you and you've got to be able to compartmentalize that and still have that same you know kind of pissed off attitude sometimes to uh, to, to get the same preparation so you can still have that success I think and I think Arkansas is equipped to do that I think they are, too, and I think one of the main uh, aspects of how Sam Pittman is able to do that, and he talks about it a lot today in multiple different interviews and, and multiple different questions about 
how much he truly leans on Barry Odom. And, you know, he says he bounces a lot of things off of him. He uses Barry Odom's experience, not just, you know, around college football, but from being a former head coach that, that helps him direct the program the way that he wants it to go and to keep the intensity and to keep it uh, where it's going. And you, you talk, we talked to Caden Catalan, Yvonne Papool, KJ Jefferson, and they all pretty much talked about the same thing. It's just how hungry they are, how last year not only rejuvenized their program, but rejuvenized really the players. You know, I, I asked uh, Dave Cowan kind of the same thing I did with Sam Pittman. I was like, is it nice to be here, or is it nice to have an offseason where people are talking about you, where people are, you know, seeing truly how good of a players and programs are? He said, yeah, it's great, but it's, it's not the end-all, be-all. It's not what we're here to do. It's, it's not what we're going to do this season just to keep people pleased. This is about how do we improve, how do we get better, and that's what they're going to do. And I, I truly do think, especially Catalan, he talked about how important Barry Odom is. It's just one of those things behind the scenes, Derek, that we don't really get to see. It's just how important and how much Sam Pittman truly does lean on a lot of his coaches. We all, I think, agree that Sam Pittman is not a micromanager. He hires his guys to do what they're supposed to do. Now, if they're not doing what they're supposed to do, he's going to say something. But he truly does lean on his staff, and that's one thing that, that separates, you know, good programs to from decent programs that could go far, and then you start tinkering too much with it, and things like you say get complacent, you get, you know, lulled into a false sense of security, and that's not what Sam Pittman's about. He talked in his opening statement that he – loves that his contract is incentive-based, that he has a non-compete clause, that that the more that they win, the more that he makes, and he thinks that that's the way that it should be. You should, you should, you really should, I know it's a crazy thought, you should get paid more for the better you are, right? Like, And he says that, he loves that about his contract and about working with Hunter Juracek and, and everything like that, so he's done a great job of, of keeping everybody focused and keeping the mindset on yeah, we had a good season. But how do we have a great season? Yeah, yeah. And I think uh, quickly here, because we're about to have to run off to a, a break, Drew, I, I think they did a good job of making some news today, but they didn't, you know, do anything silly today to, to make news. The people are talking about Arkansas football, but it's not because somebody said something dumb or this thing happened or whatever it was. And that's really, I think, the goal at, at Arkansas is to get through media day in Atlanta or wherever and have them talking about you, but not about something that you did at Media Days. You know what I mean? Oh, I know exactly what you mean because there's only one of two ways that this really can go. You put players in front of microphones, they knock it out of the park, or they slip up, they say something, and they're making news for, for all the wrong reasons. I mean, the only thing that's really making news is the one question that was asked, like, you're 16-6 and six versus the spread, so thank you. Coach Pittman goes, yeah, how much? Right. 16 and 6. Go Hawks. Like, that's, like right. that's the perfect, that's perfect of what you want to be yep. the funny clip from your uh, presser. And live in Atlanta, uh, another segment with Drew Barrett from halftime, weekdays 11 to 1, here on ESPN Arkansas and on hitthatline.com. And, um, I mean, we were, we were talking about expectations and handling all that earlier uh, with. Uh, with you, Drew, what else kind of uh, stands out today as you uh, uh, took in all of the uh, press conferences? 
Well, outside of Sam Pittman, the one thing that it shouldn't have been shocking, but Mark Stoops is boring. I mean, <laughs> he, he's not he's not the most entertaining guy, um, and I also kind of felt bad for him. It, the only person it could have happened other than Mark Stoops that this could have happened to would have been Clark Lee. Uh, as soon as they get to the Q and A part, uh, all the microphones go out. So Bob, obviously, missed the first question. Gets up there and starts to talk, and nobody can hear him. And Mark Stoops just has to walk behind, out of, out, out of, behind, from behind the podium, take his question, and then go back behind the podium to tell us all what the question was. Oh, they were boy. actually they were able to get it. They were able to get it back up and running, but it, it was a little funny to say. Think you know that probably would only happen to Kentucky or Vandy. Yeah. Well, I mean, uh, there's. Uh, I, I feel bad because I feel like Mark Stoops has built such a great program there, and I mean, he's done it a way that, you know, is kind of like a way that Arkansas uh, builds a, a program that's not a traditional mm-hmm. SEC power, but, you know, hard work, and they get a few guys, and the momentum just keeps growing and growing. But, um, yeah, it's, um, I mean, I would have run Mark Stoops' audio if he was on any other day except Arkansas Day, you know? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, no, I mean, he's got great things to say, but just the way he delivers it, he uh, didn't get any controversy, you know, didn't hear, uh, there's no blame coming out of him calling people cheaters. There wasn't, right. He didn't throw out fair and balance like Saban does, which drives me absolutely insane because I don't know what part of, co- when he was watching college football, but I've never seen a fair and balance uh, FBS in, in my entire life, so I don't know what. Now that NIL has to deal with it, why are we all of a sudden clamoring for this fair and balanced stuff? But Marston was just, he's just pretty even kill. Uh, just going to say, hey, we're here to win some football games. Hope we can improve and do everything the right way. Just, I mean, he, when, when you come from a coaching family, you, you obviously are fluent in coaching. And that's exactly what he did. I, I just, I'm so glad you brought that up. Saban does not care about the health of college football in any way, shape, or form. He cares about Alabama winning games. And mm-hmm. it's, I mean, it's just I don't, I don't buy it when he talks about you know, the competitive balance or, or what's fair or whatever. This is a guy who's been uh, playing with a stacked deck in his favor for 15 years down there, and then before that at, at LSU. So I'm just, it seems a little disingenuous to me to hear him talk about Let's hear Sam or Mark Stoops talk about having competitive balance and a, and, a, and, a, and a way to equalize NIL amongst all the schools rather than the guy at the top of the mountain, you know? Oh, yeah, 100%. Like, I, I, it's been driving me insane all summer and pretty much since NIL has all started, the, the, the hypocrisy of it of talking about fair and balance. Well, it wasn't fair, it wasn't fair and balance in 1962, and it's not fair and balance in 2022. It's never been fair there's always been a have, there's always been a have not. And, you know, Nick Saban even got asked the question of, you know, with the rise of HBCUs with Deion Sanders building down Jackson State, would he ever consider playing, you know, some of the HBCUs in Alabama, such as Alabama State? And he gave the speech of, well, I'm all for playing in state schools. I'm here to help and keep the money in the state of Alabama. Anything that we can do, I'd be happy to do it. Now, I'm not in charge of scheduling, but. You know, it's definitely something I wouldn't be against. Derek, you know how many? Do you know how many in-state schools outside of Auburn, Alabama, played in 15 years? Uh, uh, two. Zero. 
Zero. They have not wow. played a single non-conference out-of-state opponent his entire time. It's another just example of King Saban, you know, just gets to say what he wants, and everybody's like, oh, that's so sweet. That's so nice. Yeah. Look at him go. The, the king of college football, he loves the underdogs because he even talks about, uh, you know, super mega conferences, and he's like, well, but, you know, we're going to be in this mega conference because I mean, I'm not oblivious. I know where I have. But what's going to happen to those other 20 programs? Bro, you don't care. Don't tell me you care. You, you, you've never done anything to prove that you care. Why all of a sudden do you, you want to be the champion of the little man? He, he, he tries to dip back into this, like, son of a gas station worker from West Virginia mm-hmm. every now and then, and you just can't buy it anymore when you've got that many rings and that much money. I'm sorry. It just doesn't play It doesn't play. It doesn't play. That's exactly right. Uh, Drew Barrett is with us from Atlanta. So I would imagine um, the, um, the big ticket item tomorrow is uh, Jimbo, right? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. I'm going to definitely try to get as close to the seat as possible. Not really sure if he's even going to do a Q&A because he'll probably take up all 20 minutes uh, with his opening uh, statement. Yes. And I feel bad for the – I've, I've already felt bad for the people that are having to type out everything, you know, so all of us have notes right there in front of us. And they've done a great job here at the SEC of getting us those, you know, within about 10, 15 minutes of the wrap of the press conference. Oh, they're, they're in for it tomorrow. I mean, I might have to figure <laughs> out exactly where they are and go buy them some Red Bulls because they're going to need the energy. <laughs> I, I heard, I heard the end of halftime, and I, and I, with with, uh, with Jimbo and the and the words per minute. If you copy his opening statement into a word doc, Drew, you can get the word count. I think. No, okay. I, I I thought of that about after I said, and I was like, well, I'm probably making this more difficult than it needs to be. But I, that's kind of my life here. How can I take easy tasks and make it harder? That, that, that's the life of the Reverend Drew Barrett, I tell you. That's, that's right. Is Ty already counting down? This thing's in Nashville next year, I believe. Is he already counting down to be the, uh, the tour guide in Nashville next year? Oh, I'm sure, I'm sure he is. I, I'm sure he's already <laughs> planning out the perfect karaoke bar for everybody to go to on Wednesday, the, the best spots. I mean, cause, yeah, he, he, he's from the 501, but Nashville's apparently his town. I that's just another thing. You don't know if you can trust a man who, one, calls himself the brand, says he's built different, but then also claims Nashville as, as a place. And as, as a lifelong, you know, you know proud Memphian, I can't get behind anything Nashville, that has to deal with Nashville. And I don't know if I'm, I'm ready to be led by a, Nash, a quote-unquote national guy. I just, I, I'm, I'm having some trouble really coming to grips with that. <laughs> Drew Barrett uh, with us live from uh, SEC Media Days in Atlanta. Well, Drew, uh, thank you so much for hopping on with me today, and uh, and uh, take it easy tonight, all right? Uh, you're welcome for hopping on with you. Um, I can't promise I'm going to take it easy. Uh, Just make sure you make the flight home, all right? Well, flight is at, my flight is at 8, uh, 8 p.m., so i got plenty of time to recover. Okay, you're good. You're, you, you should be able to oh, make yeah, that. I'm all good. Right. Right. Thank you, Drew. <laughs> I appreciate it. Talk to you tomorrow. All right. That's uh, Drew Barrett uh, live from Atlanta and Radio Row at SEC Media Days. Day three today with Arkansas getting uh, – again, Arkansas got a lot of conversation, and it was not because, you know, some snafu happened. You always worry about that at, at SEC Media Days. Are they talking about you because – 
They're talking about you. Are they talking about you because something went wrong? Like everybody was talking about uh, Shane Beamer yesterday, not really because of what he said, because of that stupid uh, video that he did on the, on the Internet, which many people on Twitter pointed out had Chad Morris vibes to the video. Now, those are some strong words, but I've seen it, and, yeah, there's some, there's some club dub vibes in that Shane Beamer video that they, they put out uh, uh, yesterday from South Carolina. Okay. Let's uh, look at the uh, Bud Anderson poll questions right now here on Ruskin and Zach, live from Jersey Mike's in Fayetteville today. At Hit That Line AR is where you can vote this week on our poll questions presented by Bud Anderson Heating and Cooling. Arkansas football, the hunter or the hunted? 86% of you say they are still the hunter. They don't have quite have the bullseye on their back just yet. Who will flop in the SEC West? 42% say A&M. Only 4% brave enough to say Alabama will flop in the SEC West. By the way, is, I wonder if anybody will vote for Arkansas to win the West at Media Days like uh, your boy did last year at SEC Media Days. Uh, okay, have you ever been to one of those college football shows, Game Day or SEC Nation, when they come to Fayetteville? 55% of you have been in attendance. SEC Nation Week 1 will be in Fayetteville for the Arkansas-Cincinnati game. Will Arkansas win 10 in 2022? 54% of you say no. And in the spirit of the all-star mic'd up stuff last night with baseball, would you watch a broadcast with players and or coaches mic'd the whole game? No bleeps. 86% of you say sign me up. Guys, sometimes stress, anxiety, or a bad day can affect performance and ruin a fun night. But BlueChew.com is here to the rescue. BlueChew is a unique online service that delivers the same active ingredients as Viagra or Cialis, but in chewable form and at a fraction of the cost. BlueChew is an online prescription service. No visits to the doctor's office, no awkward conversations, and no waiting in line at the pharmacy. And it ships right to your door in a discreet package. The process is really simple. You go to bluechew.com, consult with one of their licensed medical providers, and once you're approved, you'll receive your prescription within days. And it's all done online. Blue Chew's licensed medical providers work with you to find the right ingredient and strength for your prescription. And you don't have any pills to swallow. Blue Chew's tablets are chewable. Blue Chew's tablets are made in the USA, and they prepare and ship direct, so it's cheaper than the pharmacy. Here is the special deal for our listeners. Try Blue Chew free when you use our promo code BLEAVE at checkout. Just pay $5 shipping. That's BlueChew.com, promo code BLEAV, B-L-E-A-V, to receive your first month for free. Piggy Small says if they really wanted to punish Aeneas Smith at Texas A&M, make him co-host with me. Thank you, Piggy Smalls. You're my favorite texture that we have here. <laughs> uh, all righty, let's go to the audio tape now. And let's hear from Arkansas quarterback K.J. Jefferson. He met the SEC press corps today in Atlanta at SEC Media Days. Lots of good stuff in here from K.J. talking about, um, you know, the offense, the expectations, a lot of good stuff in here from Arkansas quarterback 
KJ Jefferson. I just wanted to get your thoughts after, uh, despite the loss, a really good performance in Tuscaloosa last year against Alabama. Can you just talk about the uh, the confidence that that gave you because you were slinging the ball all over the field that day? It gave me a lot of confidence. Um, just uh, the preparation, the week uh, leading up to the game, uh, just getting in with my coaches, just meeting on the game plan, and I was really confident about the game plan. And when it came down to game time, I, just my teammates just being able to make plays for me, and I was just able to get the ball to them so, and let them make plays. Dan Peck, ESPN 106.7. KJ, uh, could you just sort of take us through what you think you've really improved on as a quarterback since you took over the starting job and what you think you really need to still improve upon? I feel like I improved on just decision-making and being disciplined with the ball, or just taking care of the ball and trying to get my, uh, put my teammates in the best position to win. And I feel like just leading forward and moving forward, I just want to be more consistent and just keep being more vocal on, on a leadership role. KJ, Tyler Shaw with KBTX and College Station. Um, you guys as a team just took a giant leap forward you know, last year. Um, do you feel like you guys are ready for that kind of sustained success uh, you know, moving forward? I, I do. I mean, we all just bought in, just, uh, just locked in. Just, we are just... Binding the process, just believing in each other, or being more and more confident each and every day, just coming in, working, and then just also just being able to just come in and just love one another and just really bond and get to know each other, just from not from a football standpoint, but just on a personal level. Hey, KJ, good morning. Ryan Curley, Dog Post. You played Georgia in Athens last year. What, if you just could put it in a few words, was the most special thing about that team and that defense to you? Uh, I would say first just the environment. Uh, just being able to just go into a hostile environment like that. And it, it kind of gave us a heads up on just being in the SEC and also just going to a hostile environment and what to expect and just moving forward, just how to prepare for a hostile environment like that. So just being able to just learn from it, a lesson learned, and then just moving forward. KJ, could you uh, tell us about Kendall Bryles and the role he's played in your development as a quarterback? Uh, he's played a, a tremendous role. I mean, just being able to just instill the confidence in me, just to be able to run his offense and also try to run it to perfection and just make sure that we gain uh, a lot of production out of the offense and just being able to uh, just take his offense to the next level. So, What are some of the reasons Coach Pittman has been so successful there? Uh, just the uh, the work mentality that he just brought back and just the pride that we also – and just we just love to play for him and just also just bringing that hope and just their willingness to uh, back to the state of Arkansas. Okay. Go to the right-hand side, third row. KJ, going back to the, the A&M game last year, uh, how big of a moment was that for the, you guys and that, that program? And you snapped a, a nine-game losing streak to, to the Aggies. It was, a, it was a, a real surreal moment. I mean, just being able to just win uh, one of our trophy games, being able to just bring that back to Fayetteville, and just also just – just be able to just live in that moment, just embrace that moment just with my teammates and just being able to just overcome a lot of adversity that we've been through in the past. The uh, Auburn-Arkansas games the last couple of years have been pretty memorable. There have been some, some uh, highlights that, that have lived on. Uh, is, that, is that a game that you're looking forward to this year? Is it, is it a particular goal to finally get over the hump and beat Auburn? It is, a, it is a goal to just finally get over the hump and uh, beat Auburn uh, just because last couple of years it's been a real tough battle between us, to, uh, the two teams. So just being able to just get over that hump would just be what we're looking for in our program. What kind of mentality do you go into, you know, into this season? Do you guys feel like you're going to have more of a target on your backs? I mean, you're not going to sneak up and surprise anyone, anyone this year. Uh, we do feel like we have a target on our back now. Uh, just coming off of last season and the uh, success that we had last season. So just we knowing that everybody just buying in, just knowing that we have a target on our back and we have to work extremely harder than ever 
and just to keep being consistent and just keep improving. Anthony Patterson with the Atlanta Voice. KJ, I know you guys played Georgia early last season, and I know it was a tough game for you guys. What did you remember and learn from that game, and how can you take some of what you learned into this season? Oh, we just can't get too high. I mean, I feel like as a team we needed that uh, just for everybody just to get back to the level head and just remain humble. So I feel like we needed that early on in the season. Just And with that, uh, with that loss, it uh, just came with just – Everybody just uh, came a lot tighter, became a lot tighter, and just we bonded uh, really well and just got right back to work. Good morning, KJ. AP Stedham, WHEP, Foley, Alabama. Uh, coaches always emphasize getting better. So what was your plan this summer to get better, and how did you uh, compete so well against Alabama? Uh, the main thing was getting better for me, uh, myself, uh, was just the main thing, just uh, getting my weight down so I can be able to put, my, put myself and my teammates in the best position to win. And then just competing versus Alabama, I mean, it's always been a big ride between us two, and we just want to be able to get over the hump and just also just always stay in the fight and always believe and have the confidence that we always have, have a chance. Hey, KJ, Jacques Doucet, WAFB-TV in Baton Rouge. If I remember correctly, the first start of your career was at LSU in 2019. Yes, sir. So that was a trial ball fire, right, getting thrown out there against <laughs> that team. And how, how, what do you remember about that experience and how far have you come since then? Uh, just going into that game, I uh, wasn't extremely confident in myself, just being able to go into a hostile environment like that, first game star uh, in college. So, I mean, now I've learned from that, just being able to go into a hostile environment, just being confident, and also just making sure that my team and everybody else is just on one page and on one accord going into a game like this so we're all on the same page and everybody's locked in. KJ, Coach Pittman's an offensive line coach by trade. Uh, how much fun is it to watch his personality and his mindset kind of trickle down into the whole roster, and how much do you love playing for that guy? I mean, I love Coach Pittman. I mean, it's never a day that go by he's not joking. Like we, He's always joking on the field, and just being able to have a coach like that that is really in tune with the players and not just treating the players like robots and really building a relationship with the players is extremely amazing, just the way he interacts with us on a daily basis. Hi, KJ. Jeff Spiegel, ABC 3340 Birmingham. You just mentioned a while ago that you guys feel like you have a target on your back. What does that say about how far this program has come and the steps that you've taken? Because usually we hear comments like that coming from, you know, the Alabamas and the Georgias. Uh, just just shows that the, uh, the program is on the rise. I mean, we're heading in the right direction, and uh, we want to keep moving forward and keep improving each and every day and try to get this program back to where it used to be. KJ, could you tell us a little bit about last year's win over Texas? I think that surprised a lot of people with how thoroughly Arkansas controlled that football game. And it seemed like there was a little bit more to the game because it was the first meeting between Texas and an SEC team after the news that Texas was going to join the SEC. What do you remember of the, about the win over Texas last year? Uh, first starting off, I mean, I didn't, I didn't know the rival was like that big because, I mean, I'm from Mississippi, so I didn't really know. I only knew it. Like, I realized it was really big when I seen Jerry Jones walk on the field. So I was like, oh, it's a big deal. <laughs> so, I mean, so seeing him walk out on the field. So, I mean, it's just like, okay, now we got to play ball now. So, but I mean, um, I remember the game. I mean, just the team just always just, we stayed together no matter what. I mean, we started off kind of slow, uh, pretty put in some adverse situations, but the team didn't divide. We didn't point fingers or nothing like that. We just came together and just came and just built confidence in each other. And so, I mean, just winning that game just showed, like, Arkansas can play with the best of the best. You said you're a program on the rise. When you look ahead to 2022, what would you call a successful season? 
uh, just getting over that hump, just try to uh, maintain, uh, just getting a 10-game uh, winning season, just getting over that hump from nine games, just taking that next step for forward. That's uh, our team goal is just being able to get over that hump and take the next step and try to get a 10-game, 10-11 game win, uh, win season. So there he is. There's K.J. Jefferson, Arkansas's starting quarterback. Although there was a moment in the press conference with Pittman at the big podium this morning where he alluded to uh, if Malik, like the job was open somehow when he was asked about Malik Hornsby. I don't believe the job is open. I think it is K.J.'s job. But, you know, coaches got to talk about competition all the way to the end, I guess, to, uh, to do their coaching thing. And I'll remind you of this about K.J. because, you know, nobody ever talks about Arkansas, so if, if we don't, who will, right? So I, I noted this yesterday, and it's really weird because, uh, again, ESPN puts out these, uh, since we're an ESPN affiliate here, they put out these stats and info notes every day, and there's a lot of stuff on SEC Media Days in, in the notes on every team. So ESPN people have this note. I don't know if they don't see it or you know someone spilled coffee on the page or whatever it is. But KJ had a QBR of 80 in league play last year, which was third only to Bryce Young and Stetson Bennett. And all those two guys did was play in the national title game. So we know the guy can go. We know that. We know that now they want to win 10 games this year. We, we, we've, we've heard them put a number on it. At least KJ did in that last comment. He was supposed to say that, but he did. So it's out there. And they've got a name, a number on it. Well, you can't achieve anything unless you talk about it openly. Dave Van Horn has talked about this for years with the baseball team on recruiting. They talk about Omaha and College World Series, and if people aren't comfortable with that on their recruiting trail, that's not who they're looking for. So you've got to talk about these sorts of things if you want to achieve them. You can't just... Uh, be in the nebulous space of, well, we're just uh, going to try our hardest every week and the good Lord will and things will go our way. Like, put specific things on it. So I like that. I don't know if they're going to win 10 games this year. I've been pretty adamant that they're not. But I admire that this place has confidence again to actually say that, considering there was a time when they couldn't win 10 games in two years. So that's good. We're getting some comments on the text line here at 866-285-4005. Uh, the guy questioning him from Alabama sounded like Gary Busey. All right. Thank you. That was an odd. Uh, the guy from Foley, Alabama in there asking him a question. Yeah, he did sound a little um, like he was uh, describing a golf tournament there for a moment. I don't know. I don't know. So... There's Arkansas football. There's K.J. Jefferson. We'll get to more sound as we move along here throughout the afternoon on Ruskin and Zach. What do you expect out of this? What do you honestly – this is the first day that the conversation, I believe, is open. Arkansas Day at SEC Media Days. What do you expect to see from this team? What do you think is going to happen? You know what I think. I want to know – what you think. What do you think? Do they knock over nine and get to ten? Do they go back down to seven or eight, six? I won't even propose anything else because it's virtually uh, impossible 
for anything lower than that to uh, to happen. Titus is in with eight or nine. Remember, Vegas has him at seven and a half. At least the last time I looked, they were at seven and a half, meaning an under would be seven and five. Seven and five is not a bad year. I think it would be. It would be. People would want more, but you could get to eight wins if you win the bowl game. If you go seven and five, and eight wins is more than palatable. I would like to know why you think they're going to win ten or eleven. If you think they're going to win ten games this year, or nine, or whatever it is, you can give me a number on the text line, but give me a reason too. Give me a number. Give me a reason on Arkansas football. Most of you think they are still the hunter. And um, they feel like they've got a little bit more of a target on their back this year. At least that's what some of the things KJ spoke about in his comments at SEC Media Days down in Atlanta. Jamie and Van Buren says they're going to get to 10 wins. Yes, but why? And I would like to hear a compelling discussion about the defense I know what they have on offense, and I know you're going to. If you if you're thinking of a certain win win record, you're going to cite offensive things. Okay, Jay's back. Offensive line, running game. That's fine. There's two ends of this game though. This is an arena ball. Got to stop somebody at some point. And how long? My 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 hesitation to go with ten wins is based on the fact that Barry Odom can get them there. I don't know how long that's going to take because there's not exactly a cupcake ramp-up in the month of September. Cincinnati is a quality program. South Carolina's on the rise. Missouri State's top 15 in the FCS polls. They go to the playoffs every year, and Bobby's got an axe to grind. Texas A&M speaks for itself. So they don't exactly have a, a comfortable build-up. Hell, Liberty's good in the back end of the schedule, late in the year. This is one of the most difficult schedules to navigate, maybe the most difficult schedule to navigate that Arkansas football's ever had. I mean, the non-con games are not easy. Even Missouri State, they're going to be top 15 in the FCS, and um, their coach has an axe to grind with this place. But how long will it take for the defense to get to that point for those stars to emerge up front that can create havoc like Ridgeways did those guys this podcast has been presented by bet online walmart plus members save on meeting up with friends save on having them over for dinner with free delivery with no hidden fees or markups that's groceries plus napkins plus that vegetable chopper to make things a bit easier plus members save on gas to go meet them in their neck of the woods plus when you're ready for the ultimate sign of friendship start a show together with your included paramount plus subscription walmart plus members save on this plus so much more start a 30-day free trial at walmartplus.com paramount plus a central plan only separate registration required see walmart plus terms and conditions Hey parents, Greenlight is here to take one big thing off your to-do list, teaching your kids about money. With a Greenlight debit card and money app of their own, kids and teens learn to earn, save, and invest. You can send money instantly, set flexible controls, and get real-time notifications of your kids' money activity. Set up chores and put allowance on autopilot to reward them for their hard work. Then, learn about the world of money together. 
Get one month free when you sign up at greenlight.com slash podcast.